There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. And so we're back. From outer space. Did we go to outer space? Okay, not quite, but... It kind of feels like it. Yeah, we we uh, are back podcasting today about mm-hmm. the season finale because we haven't done that yet. <laughs> Even though what? it was over two months ago. It uh, aired over two months ago hey, and we haven't podcasted about We it. haven't. You know, the world's been a little uh, busy with other stuff, but in particular right after the end of the season... Yeah, we started getting interviews with Oak Island castmate cast yeah. members, right? Yeah, and that started with Laird. Knitting. Yes, you guys. I hope. Uh, okay, everybody that listened to the Laird interview, raise your hands. All right, I, we can't see you, but we're trusting <laughs> that you're raising your hands. And then we interviewed Vanessa. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yes, we had a lot of interviews. Yeah. So, um, if you haven't heard those, go back, check them out because they're very uh, enlightening. Yeah, so what'd you say? We had Laird, we had Vanessa, we had Tony, we had Steve, we had Maddie, uh, we had a couple of theorists on with us. Chris Morford and Corey and Maul. Yes, that was really exciting. It was. It was a lot of fun. And I think there's at least one more, right? Or is that all of them? Well, it'll be terribly embarrassing if we uh, <laughs> miss someone. And it's... then that'll definitely get at edited out of the podcast version because yikesos no we got it so uh we just want to say hey yeah we're back we're recording a podcast about the season finale of the curse of oak island season seven timeline episode 23 yeah but before we get into that and that's going to come really really soon but before we get into that i just want to say babe happy anniversary happy anniversary today's our anniversary we've been married for 13 years jeez how about that? Where'd the time go? Mm. Well, I mean, 13 years. It, it went, went like 13 years in the past. It went to good times. Good times. Yeah, lots of good treasure times. hunting. <laughs> lots of treasure hunting in the past few years. Yeah, seriously. The first decade of our uh, marriage, you weren't really into treasure hunting, but. No, definitely not. We made it. So. Yeah. All right. So, y'all, um, you guys ready to talk about season finale? Are you? Yeah, I think yeah. you've asked me a few times. Are you ready? And I'm Are you still ready? ready. I'm ready too. Nothing's changed. All right, so the season finale started off in the money pit, so why don't we jump in there? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, usually we hop around from like place to place, like money pit to Smith's Cove to wherever. But really, we spent time in two places. Yeah, well, I think we should follow the timeline of events of the timeline <laughs> episode this time. Look at you being punny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, so the money pit, I I just kind of laugh because we open with our intense music. Yes. And the sun setting because... You know, I always love the music of Oak Island. Like, yes. It's just so over the top, but it's so perfect, uh, you know? Yeah, that's Oak Island. I, classic Oak classic Island. Classic Oak Island. Yeah. And, but what we know is the episode prior we were having some issues right so we've got this intense music making us Mm. think that what's gonna happen what's gonna happen because our backs up against the wall it's november on the edge of your seat Uh, always yeah so yeah so we got rick and craig they approached the brand new borehole that was begun the prior episode rf1 yes rest all family one yep and they meet up with Marty while Danny, Vanessa, and Dave uh, worked in the oscillator. Mm-hmm. 
And so we had a pirate. We had a, two pirates because we had uh, Danny the pirate and uh, the rowdy one, Dave Blankenship, <laughs> right? Yeah. And Vanessa yeah. holding down the fort. They were, but we also uh, we got a shot of Mike Jardine from Irving mm -hmm. and then Gary and Craig, and they're talking about the status of what's going on with everything mm -hmm. right now. So uh, Mike kind of gives us the breakdown of we had 12 feet in the can last week, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And we decided to leave the hammer grab in there to see if we could push through the block, blockage, yeah. the what blockage is not the word we usually use the plug yeah thank you <laughs> i'm thinking like drano or something come well, on now the, the uh, hammer grab was the giant uh drano or whatever <laughs> it was a giant it's a snake yeah, right? it was, yeah it was a snake it's... It's, it was pushing it all down and it uh <laughs> guess what happened it's like a big latrine it is a giant it's it is they found the latrine they finally did it <laughs> made their very own yeah oh man so anyway they put that hammer grab on it for a few days it pushed it down and yeah, that's what they said and then yeah and that's then, what clotworthy, and the, clotworthy said. then said a few days too so he said both mm -hmm. he also said a week yeah. anyways when they remeasured it they were mm -hmm. down at seven feet so that sounds super positive right yeah like and, craig in particular was excited about that news yeah yeah. I would be too. Yeah, if you I, have all that money invested into oh, this. Right? <laughs> and you have left a giant hammer yeah. grab in there in hopes that we're going to break through whatever it is that's mm -hmm. a blockage. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vanessa's trick worked. That's that's the bottom line, right? Th that's, yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. So, yeah, you were already talking about the week before. And so what? They were down to 170 feet. Mm -hmm. The equipment broke. They had to get it all back together. That's going to be a bummer when it, like, breaks and then you still can't go any further. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah, me sad. That's part of life on, on a construction site. site. Classic Construction site, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it is classic Oak Island. You know, nothing can always just always go right. <laughs> yeah, right. Look at the year 2020 for <laughs> Oak Island. It's the curse. Yeah, so... <laughs> Oh, man. So we see Rick and Gary chatting, and Rick says that if wood comes out... It could be the one thing. It would be the one it thing. It would be the one thing. Well, they've never pulled wood out from that deep before, so, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty impressive. And pretty amazing. Did you see Gary's face? It's like, whoa! He looked gobsmacked. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just never know what the one thing's gonna be. But, yeah, I'd say Gary was gobsmacked. He was gobsmacked. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that's pretty big words coming from Rick. That's that's. I think that's more of what uh, he was gobsmacked about. Uh, just because it's, it's going to take a lot for Rick to say something like that. Well, and, I've heard him say it could be the one thing many times. I know, but... I've never seen the one thing happen. Yeah, that's true. But if it's if the one thing, you know... I don't know. It's just that it, just the words coming out of Rick's mouth. That's true. Hey, if we find wood here, that's the one thing. That's just a big, uh, I don't know, just a big step for like a, it's bold words. It it holds weight. It does. It, when Rick says it, everybody kind of like stands at attention. Ten hook. Get in line. Yeah. Get yeah. in line. Here comes the one thing. Yeah, here comes the one thing. Everybody <laughs> take a look. All right. So Danny Smith, the mm -hmm. pirate. Arr, you know our favorite pirate out there yes um he detects a void uh deep within the oscillator at nearly 202 feet deep 
And Vanessa tells this to Marty, and he is heartened by the news and relays it to Rick, who says, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I I love when he comes to Rick and he's just like, guess what? Got something for you. There's definitely a void. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he's got that snarky little brother thing going (laughs) on, and it it made me happy. Got something for you, big brother. (laughs) Uh, So they, what, two hammer grabs worth of material... That they're pulling out yeah, with lots of water. Mm-hmm. And then we, like you said, we saw the pressure building and the sudden drop. Danny's like, this is definitely a void. I yeah, mean, no sure. doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So they check uh, for metal. You know, that's what Gary's out there doing with his detector. Lots of clay. And uh, they grab uh, in this grab and gravel. Mike Jardine notes that the gravel is crushed up and not natural materials mm-hmm. from the island at that depth. Craig agrees and notes that this concerns him because it might be what they used to fill in um, borehole H8 back, uh, you know, because there was that collapse last year. Yeah, and they we get this, what is it, kind of like a flashback over to when they filled it in before and just looking at them and Mm -hmm. then shaking the can and I'm going, yep, that's it. It's much more uniform. It. I mean, it's gravel. There's no doubt that came out of the ground, which is scary, right? Yeah, well, it's just, and disappointing, you know, like, they want to be pulling out gold coins and, uh, um, you know, artifacts of some sort. They Mm -hmm. don't want to be pulling out the same gravel they put in the ground, you know, a year ago. So, that's disappointing. Yeah. Well, and we heard, like, last year, Vanessa had said that the entire area is like Swiss cheese, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we can all do as much as we want to stabilize it. How far is H8 from RF1? I was trying to find that information and I couldn't find a map of where like it would be circulating back through. I don't know, but I'm going to guess 10 feet. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, with the Steve Guptill 10 feet. The Guptill guarantee of 10 feet. <laughs> Okay, so they said that, you know, later on when they're doing the um, talk in the war room, Mm -hmm. the Toonie, we'll get to the Toonie, but this is the Toonie, he drops it into H8, Mm -hmm. and they found it 10 feet away, so 10-ish feet. Oh, I cannot get, I can't get, wait, man, it is early, I guess, for me to be talking. I cannot wait to get (laughs) talking about the war room and okay. all the stuff we there. will get there Let, let's let's take the small steps before we take the giant leap okay fine all right crawl before <laughs> you can walk i get it okay so uh let's see here where was i well so we had you know we're talking about ha mm-hmm. and talking about the fill the gravel we yes. put in there uh, vanessa joined craig and um he shows her that backfill and mm-hmm. says, this looks serious. and uh, Or that's what she said. Mm-hmm. And then Craig said, yeah, and this has fallen in from H8. And he's afraid of another cave-in. Yep. Like last year. And um, Rick is over there, too. And he asked Vanessa for the depth. And she says, 302 feet, 2 inches at that point. Wow. Really? Yeah. And I'm 302? No. Did I say 302? Yeah. 203. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 203 feet, 2 inches. I was going to say, <laughs> where are we going? Like... <laughs> Yikes. Dig into China, right? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Rick says that what's happening uh, deep in the money pit is dangerous. 
and the materials are moving rapidly and aggressively. And so then we got Billy and Gary. They come and join them, right? Yes. Billy sighting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I thought you had more to say than just nope. Billy sighting. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. All right. Rick asks Vanessa what's next on the plan. Safety needs needs to be paramount. Uh, she's concerned about the backfill coming up, obviously. And she kind of, you know, says, I, I got to do an all shutdown here. Yeah, this isn't all stop. This is yeah. serious business. Uh, when you start getting backfill like that, and mm -hmm. especially since last year, we saw, I mean, something pretty drastic happen. I think yeah. this just really goes to show how unstable that area is now mm -hmm. after all the work that's been done between, you know, the pumping of the water. And we're always putting down micro boreholes, and then mm -hmm. we're putting down these large caissons. Swiss. Swiss cheese. cheese. Like, but there's not a lot of cheese left anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's they're looking, really They're hard. looking for the main cheese, the big cheese. Exactly. Yeah. And I could put, like, shredded cheese in the holes and, like, <laughs> try to squish it, but it's not going to stick the same because it's not the same Swiss. Yeah. It's not the same cheese. This is a problem. Well, they're going to have to... Step up the game. In the money pit. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, too. That's going to... That's going to be pretty exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. I mean, oh. this is kind of like done with the money pit for the year, though. At oh, this point. yeah. This is like done for the year. Okay, I... so poor Vanessa. Didn't she look crushed? She did. Like, she looked like she, you know, might, there might be like a uh, a tear forming, you know? Like, I felt her pain, you know? I felt... You we know, all she, felt they, what she was feeling. They felt like they were literally inches, you know, feet to inches away from finding something. Well, we and... had a creative idea. Well, mm -hmm. Vanessa had a creative idea, you know, mm -hmm. so we could get past this. Yeah, and it worked. And it worked. That's exciting. So you're riding this roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. It's pretty sad. It I, I felt so bad for her. I felt bad for Rick. I felt bad for Marty and Craig. I uh, felt bad for me. Billy's like, <laughs> eh. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep working. <laughs> no, Billy shows up on the weekends. Yeah, he's and... going to show up on the weekends, just get it done. Yep, no problem. Yeah. yeah, so, I don't know. Clotworthy was saying that they could just be a few feet away. And Marty says it's frustrating that they didn't get that last 10 feet from RF1. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know, Rick thanks Vanessa and mm -hmm. ROC Equipment and Mike Jardine and Irving Equipment Limited for their hard work in helping to try to solve this mystery. Yep. And that's, uh, that's kind it of the end. Really the money pit wrap up. Money pit wrap up for. <laughs> the money pit wrap. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm seeing something idea. fun. Hmm. So Deidre and I are fairly creative people. So. Yes. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Uh, we're going to do it. Sorry. I, I just have like, before um, the podcast started, I, I have like, different 80s 70s 80s and 90s different like any even 2000s theme shows going through my head because we um because there's something in the mix maybe yeah, so well you know that we do these uh videos on occasion like last year we did a oak island mashup with full house right two years ago because this last well i guess this year is okay you know, well sorry my bad yeah it's all right so one that was like 2018 mm -hmm. or was it 19 I don't know. 18. Actually, I think it was the beginning of 2019, I think it Whatever. was. Whatever. All right. So, and then this year, Deidre put out a video of that she made of Oak Island and Friends. Mm -hmm. And um, that, you know, that video's got like 40, almost 45,000 views now. It, it's Pretty good. good. Uh, 
smile. It's pretty good. Yeah. So um, anyway, those videos have been re or been put out, and then we have another one in the works. So something to look forward to, y'all. Yep. And it's just like all these uh, theme songs are going through my head still. We're brainstorming. Yeah. We, well, we we got one picked, so. Anyway, well, anywho. Let's go to our next location and follow the timeline. Because right now you're off the timeline, yo. Okay, so Smith's Cove, right? Oh, wait, oh, wait no Smith's Cove this episode. <laughs> you're so funny. All right, so where do we go then? The swamp. Yeah, the, the third of the big three. Might be the number one of the big three. Oh, well, right now. So much I going mean, on in the swamp. Oh, man. So we got Rick, Marty, Gary, Billy. Everybody's hanging out at the swamp, you know, doing the, swampy things. In the paved stone area, mm -hmm. right? Oh, man, the paved stone area. That's been just the gift that keeps giving. Yes. It really has. growing. Like, at the beginning of the season, we had no idea that that was going to be a thing. And it became such a focal point. Whoa, wait. It's the gift that keeps on giving because it was found <laughs> episode, well, season one. Yeah. Episode like three or something. And good job, Tony. But, good job, Tony. And then he found it again this year. Yeah, and it just keeps getting refound. Tony Sampson is the uh the finder. Tony's paved area. Tony's yes. parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it was found back in season one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we keep coming back. There's and there's been other times where we're like, uh, eh, you know, hmm, what is this? This is weird. And then Gary picks stones up like later, well, earlier in the season, and it it gets bigger and it gets bigger. That's literally the gift that keeps giving and keeps growing. It is, and uh, at the you know by the time we get to the war room, we have Mister uh, Steve Guptill oh, yeah. telling us some more reliable dimensions oh. of it, and it's just we will it's share. epic. Yeah, it's well, epic. Steve will share. It's just like it literally is the gift that keeps giving all the way from the for basically from the beginning of season seven to the end. Mm -hmm. So, so anyways, in the swamp we get a mini swamp recap from uh, Sir Robert Clotworthy, and mm -hmm. uh, we get the animation of the burning ship, which <laughs> is one of my favorites. Well, it's uh, or or galleon. You might you might call it a galleon. I might call it a boat, but well, he called you know... he, he said uh, ship or galleon. Yeah. He wanted to just make sure that we we, that we understood. maybe connected it to uh, to that era as well. Okay, well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. There's an animation. I'll connect it. <laughs> I got this. I got can it. see it's on fire. It fell over and burned. And then we build, hide the ship. Anyways, mm -hmm. so he's pointing out... Uh, wait a second. Okay, so we get a... A swamp recap. He even points out the eye, mm -hmm. the circular formation. And it may date back to the 1600s. Yes. The eye itself. Yeah. yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's a lot. That's a long time before the discovery of the money pit. So, I mean, anything prior to that 1795 date is of note. Yeah, so they're all out there working. And then, dun, dun, dun. Interstage, right. Doug and Spooner. Join. Swample Stiltskin. Swample Stiltskin, yeah. King of the Swamp, or King of the Swamp. That's Tony. He wasn't there. No, nah, he's Lord. Well, Lord of the Swamp and Seas. Yeah, that's true. So we had the Swamp Doctor. Yes. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. And so he's back, and he says, "Guys, guys!" Like he's excited. He's oh like, yeah. Guys, I got new data for you. And Doug's You're got gonna a love grin it. on his face, like. <laughs> yeah, Doug. Doug knew what was up. Doug knows. Doug knows he, everything. He briefed Doug. 
Oh, totally. <laughs> Doug's like, I'm not letting you on this island until you show me that paper. I gotta know. <laughs> I gotta know first. That's the causeway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's that is funny. All right, so um, yeah, mighty. Mar Mighty Marty says that there's Mighty also Marty. <laughs> Mighty Marty says that it's... <laughs> oh, we haven't done Marty's superhero card yet. Mighty Marty, yeah. it's like mm. Mighty Mouse, but a Marty. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> man, maybe you should put his head on a Mighty Mouse body, kind of looking. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's terrifying. All right. All right, so Mighty Mighty Marty says that there's all sorts of data piling up that the swamp was used as some sort of war for shipping or docking area mm -hmm. in the past, and um, maybe that's what the state this paved stone area was uh you know was for he he notes that something happened here he wants yeah. to know what and he he's a data guy right like yeah. it's a prove it prove it to me give me some hard facts hard numbers and, and he shows up with hard numbers that's what dr spooner does you know right before they cut to commercial and tell us afterwards mm-hmm mm-hmm Okay. Hey, Dates. I don't. You know, I don't read the chat very much during the, like the live podcast. Uh -huh. But we have Booze and Bourbon in the chat. Hi, Booze and Bourbon. Hey. They said Mighty Marty sounds like a great card. <laughs> I concur. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, go listen to Booze and Bourbon, you guys. All right. So um, uh, yeah, uh, Clotworthy then you know does his Doctor Spooner recap, mm -hmm. another one. And then Dr. Spooner says that the paved area um, was a disturbed area, disturbed mm -hmm. by humans. You know, he's pointing that out. He's making that a point. And he says that the dates, um, he, he tells the dates to Rick, and Rick is wowed. He's like, he's gobsmacked. There you go. The look on basically. his face is pretty good. So he says they're around 1200 AD. And that's just mind blowing. <laughs> and that's where, you know, Marty says, he like elbows uh, Gary and he's like medieval. <laughs> medieval, baby. Yeah. So medieval period is anywhere between basically 400 AD and 1400 AD. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 1200 is definitely within that range. Mm -hmm. It's at the later end, but yeah. hey, it's medieval, baby. Heck yeah. Those, we'll those numbers. We medieval or not. Yeah, the numbers are medieval. Yeah. You know, you know, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's mind-blowing kind of because mm -hmm. nobody expected that nobody no and to see it come back with such hard data yeah. right and yeah. then it, it well i don't remember what the percentage is oh, i, do. On I, it, I but got they it were really high i took a screenshot i took mm -hmm. a lot of screenshots all right so yeah gary had that big grin and they giggled about medieval but it's with 95.4 percent certainty from the carbon testing data of 10 22 to 12 18 so they went ahead and what they said was the high end mm -hmm. like the uh the old the youngest end of mm -hmm. that timeline but i mean it could have been the year 1022 it could have been the year 1100 you know that's why when we see their timeline mm -hmm. in the war room it legit goes all the way back to 1100 i mean mm -hmm. that's that's insane that you think that people Possibly Europeans were on Oak Island. Anybody. Well, like, but there could have been natives on Oak Island doing, you know, still. stuff. But they're not gonna. I don't think they're, you know, building a wharf, <laughs> or whatever the paved stone area you, ended up being. Don't don't doubt people. Don't doubt them, but yeah, okay. who, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> know what happens when you assume? I'm just saying. Yeah. So again, Gary or Marty says that he is gobsmacked by this data. And he's a numbers guy, uh -huh. and he just can't fit that into anything that he didn't uh, know. 
Or he didn't know what to make of it. That's basically it. You mm-hmm. know? Well, and then we get like the little interviews, the like side ones that yeah. Uh, yeah. Rick and Marty. And Marty goes on, you know, he starts to talk about how we have potentially two stories here, right? Mm-hmm. The Money Pit story and the Swamp story. And Rick hopes they're related. But at this point, it is hard to put them together. You know, is there something connecting them? Or or not? It's just, this whole thing started in the money pit, mm-hmm. right? And then it's just kind of continued to grow and grow and grow. And then are we at two different time periods? Did they bury in the money pit because something that happened in the swamp you know, many years ago. It's really hard to know. It is, because my crystal ball's broken. I can't see the future or the past, actually. But they're <laughs> they're gonna keep looking. Yep. So that's that's the benefit of the whole thing for us, right? Uh yeah, at least I hope so. We hope to get some kind of answers and closure uh-huh. by the end of the series, right? Uh-huh. But we'll see. Yeah, so basically Marty says, you know, he's he says it's unbelievable and that when you have so much, this much data to kick around uh, that's so awe-inspiring. Um, then they, you know, they need to go to the war room to discuss it with the team, mm-hmm. and so they go figure it out. It is time for that final war room of the season, and we we are transitioning over there. There's so much data that's going to be shared. And you look really We're excited. We're going to collaborate. Well, I love this shot of wow. everybody like coming to the war room, right? You yeah. see them coming from all parts of the island. You see Billy's truck pull up. Wow, man. I don't think I've ever seen you this excited on our anniversary. <laughs> wow. She's just like, she is just. It's an iconic moment. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is. Right? It's it, It's been a really awesome season. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have got a lot of. A lot of information. A lot of things have been found. A lot of information's been gained. We know it's late in the year. It's just, as we've always said, it is about the fellowship and the people. So kind of that final... family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this Mm -hmm. kind of final moment of everybody coming together, Mm -hmm. funneling their way into the war room. It's it's Christmas on Oak Island. I was going to say Thanksgiving because, you know, they all gathered around the table. But no, it's more Christmas because they have, like, gifts to give each other. Like, knowledge gifts. Oh, I was like, really? And uh, the timeline. I mean, I guess... It Charles kind of, gave them the timeline. It, it, he did. Per <laughs> uh, Rick and Marty have asked Charles, speaking of. So everybody comes in. Charles is already there, right? He is, but there's one thing I need to oh, recognize before we get to Charles. I'll let you recognize. Billy got a haircut. He did. That's it. He, he, and he's looking sharp. He is he's looking, looking sharp. Good. He's like, I'm going to be in the war room. I got to look good. Yeah. Well, he looked great. All right. So, yeah, Charles set up that timeline uh, on the table. And it showcases the finds from this season mm-hmm. and other notable finds um, from the, all over the island for the, you know, from the many years that they've been doing the searching. Mm-hmm. And there is a red line on the timeline. That's the the point where they wanted to find stuff prior to that line mm-hmm. that would be the 1795 line yep and rick or i guess what was it marty said that he really didn't expect to find anything prior to that red line when they first uh, started their oak island mm-hmm. journey oh yeah what was it episode one they're opening up and him and sorry episode one season one rick and marty are driving in and they're like discussing what 
would be good enough, like as far as a time period, if they found something with a date, mm -hmm. that it would be worth continuing to pursue. Let me tell you, it was a lot later than what they're finding. <laughs> <laughs> a lot older. Mm -hmm. yeah, so do you want to hear what the uh, different points of the timeline said? Sure. Because I wrote them all down. All right, so we had the red line separating 1795, before 1795, and after 1795. Okay. Um, so instead of like BC, should it be before BMP, before Money Pit, after AMP? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. All right. So they had the, at the far um, end toward where, you know, where Charles was sitting, where mm -hmm. Doug was sitting, we had the 1100s. Yes. All right, and so there's a wood log on the table for the 1100s, and underneath the word or underneath the number it says Templar exploration. So that's just trying to give us some historical context, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And then we had the 1200s, mm -hmm. and there's a wood branch on the table, and it says Norsemen exploration. So Vikings. Mm -hmm. Well, remember that stone that Tori found? Could be a Viking stone. Could also just be like a mantle stone. But we also know, who was it, Laird that mentioned that we have a, is it a Viking village in Nova Scotia? Yeah, something like Not that. Not too yeah. far away. Mm -hmm. I mean. Yeah, something like that. All right, then we had the 1300s. Okay. The Order of Christ. And on the table next to that sign, or to that spot, we see Drayton's Cross mm -hmm. and Coconut Fiber coconut fiber mm -hmm. could it be it could be and it was <laughs> all right so then we had the 1400s and that was the portuguese exploration time period okay and that's where we ha see some swages chisels and tunneling equipment mm -hmm. what was happening on oak island in the 1400s before you know columbus even did his uh sailing you know and discovered uh well not america but uh, you know, uh, the Caribbean islands, right? Well, you know what? Something, what? something, something important. Something was happening. This history is being rewritten here. Yeah. So then we had 1500s, and that's the French French exploration time period. Okay. Then we had the 1600s, mm -hmm. and that was um, the Rosicrucians and Francis Bacon. Okay. And that's where we see the garnet brooch. Okay. That uh, you know is the Bobby Dazzler that uh, Gary found in season six. Or was it season five? No, season six, I think. Then we had 1700s, and that's the age of piracy. That's Arr. that's where Gary expected all of the finds to come from. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. He wasn't expecting to see anything prior to that line. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's where we have some various coins and buttons. Okay. You're not going to say buttons like Gary? But, button. But buttons? My yeah, accents mind. broke. That's fine. It, 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 was, it was never... It was just it was good. Never, it was never worked. It never worked. You know, whatever. All right. So then we have, we have um, the the red line, the 1795 line, mm -hmm. with uh, various coins, and there was square cut nails mm -hmm. in that. And then that's uh, that time period says it's around the crown jewel theory, like Marie mm. Antoinette. You know, yeah. that's in that era. And then after the red line it says 1900s and 2000s. That's the searcher area. And that's mm -hmm. the era we are still in. Yes. Good job. Thanks. You're welcome. Appreciate it. So that was a lot of points to cover. It was. So Marty explains that when he first came into the island, much like uh, we already said, mm -hmm. 
that they didn't think there was a good chance they'd find anything prior to that 1795 line. And he is impressed with the data that they've collected. Mm -hmm. Well, and Dave is just kind of like, it's amazing that we're looking at not just like we're looking at hundred year increments. It's yeah. not like we're just looking at this really small time period. It's yeah. a really wide range that they're finding stuff from. I mean, the sheer amount of stuff that they have before the 1700s in like that front part of the timeline is really amazing to him, to Marty, to everybody else. Just it's amazing wow. that it's amazing that it survived too. Yes. Like you know, one of the other finds they found this year. Um, so I think it was by one of the metal tunneling pickaxes that mm -hmm. they found near the eye of the swamp. Yeah. You know, it looked like a shovel head, mm -hmm. but. Um, Carmen Leg said it's probably like some kind of patch or mm -hmm. something, a metal patch. But did you see how like deteriorated that was? Yeah. You know? So it's amazing that any of this stuff actually even survived. Yeah. And we're lucky that it did. Yeah. I would agree. It has a story to tell. And Rick wishes that the artifacts could talk. You know, Don't even, we all? even though they're not like talking out loud, you know, they are saying something sitting on that table. Well, thanks to modern science, right? Mm hmm. Yep. All right, so Gary chimes in about uh, the data recently received from the Swamp Doctor, Dr. Spooner, mm -hmm. and it says that the Swamp is dated to the 1200s, and since the cross is dated to the 1300s, that they are they surprised that the Swamp could be dated to the 1200s? And Marty... And, yeah. and Craig, yeah. yes! Yeah, Marty and Craig, yes, we are very <laughs> yeah, surprised. Yeah, we're still very surprised. Yeah. I'm not! <laughs> yeah, Gary's like, nope. <laughs> Gary's like, the kid is like, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not leaving. Yeah, well, he's like, I, we, we've, they got this artifact, and it tells them, uh, you know, it tells them about that time period. Mm -hmm. So the, he's not surprised whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, <laughs> I am, I was surprised. You know, that's yes. that's much older than I thought we'd find anything on Oak Island. Well, like, yeah. You know, I'm, I, I mean, maybe I was kind of with Gary a little bit. You know, I, I've always had the Templar hope. Mm-hmm. Well, we all have. And I, I still hope. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, that that's that could five percent of my brain says that's what happened, you know, like yeah, and that's like, not very big. But man, this like leads some credence to that. Well, or at least the time period. We've talked about the fact of how old the cross is, and it's very, you know, is it something someone's hung on to for a long time? It fell out of their pocket when they were, you know, getting out yeah, uh, right. their boat. Is it something just because we know when? that particular piece of metal was mined mm -hmm. doesn't mean we necessarily know when it was made when it was transported i mean how many artifacts are passed down over the years or even tools like many. you know do you inherit your father's trade tools when they pass away or what you know like that type of stuff so it even though the cross is super old doesn't necessarily mean anything Right? It could have been dropped in 1800. It could have been dropped in 1300. It could have been dropped the day before. No. They said, no, it couldn't have. Because, it could have. no, people that were looking at it said something like, uh, like I think when they're doing the laser ablation test, mm -hmm. um, Dr. McFarlane, I think he said that it had, you know, this shows signs of being in the ground for more than 10 years, you know, plus a lot. Maybe they buried it, put who, it in their Dan, pocket. Dan Blankenship? No, just a random 
seagull. I don't know. Mm. So yeah, I'm just saying. Seagulls are known for burying stuff. Sure. <laughs> they, they are. <laughs> they have trowels. <laughs> wait, wait. I think I have something for that. Do you want a trowel? <laughs> are you going to gonna... <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, hey, I just glanced up at the chat and Patricia, hi Patricia, she says that I feel like there's going to be a test on this on Friday's trivia. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll talk about that real quick. If you're not aware, we do Friday Oak Island trivia every single week on our Facebook page and mm -hmm. that's facebook.com slash Oak Island podcast. And um, that's at 5 p.m. Pacific, mm -hmm. 8 p.m. Eastern. I guess that'd be 9 p.m. If you're over in Nova Scotia, mm -hmm. Atlantic time zone. But um, it's, it's pretty late over there. But, I mean, it's what we can do here. Still a good time. Had fun, we're in the We're on the West Coast. So, um, anyway, if you would like to join us, please do. It's a lot of fun. We got, you know, dozens of people to play. And we got 10 winners every week. So, mm -hmm. I'll probably bring it up again at the end of the podcast. But, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Patricia. And, hey, you never know. <laughs> okay. And now, getting back to what we were saying with the Templars. Yeah. I mean, Jack states... He's always been a big Templar mm -hmm, guy. Like, mm -hmm. he, he thinks this would be really useful to them and that this location makes sense. And classic, enthusiastic Jack, right? Jack attack. And then he he goes on to kind of lead us into the Pavestone area. Like, mm -hmm. dude, this that's a big deal, right? And, and Steve tells us about the stone area. So hang on. We're going to hear from Steve. Ooh. Let's hear it. We have a massive paved area. The paved area is far bigger than what we've, I've even shown you guys. So Today, why, why do you say that? I can tell you now, based on just the strategic digs that we've done, the paved area I checked before we came in here is 80 by 170 feet. Really? Yeah. And when you connect the dots, they form an 80 by 170 foot. Not a perfect rectangle, but mm -hmm. it's almost half an acre. Almost half an acre. I just want to put that in perspective. Wow, I didn't know you're going to be using clips like that. Oh, I got I got some good ones. Good, sweet, that's cool. Yeah, so um, yeah, you know, I when I okay, so when I'm thinking about that size, mm -hmm. I think um, you know, I, I I close my eyes and squint up and look at you know, look up at the sky, kind of like a, Mr. Steve Guptill. You, you could did. see him calculating. You could see him calculating. Oh, so right. in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, so 80 feet by 170 feet. And I think about the size of a football field. Mm -hmm. So a football field is about 300 feet long. Mm -hmm. So it's just over half of the length of a football field. Mm -hmm. And then um, how, how wide is a football field? Like 50 yards? 50? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. That's like 150 feet wide. So it's much. It's about half of the width of the football field. So mm -hmm. a little bit. It's a little bit bigger than like a quarter of a like a football field. I'm sorry for. I think Canadian. Our Canadian listeners have the. Canadian they, Football League. They, they, they know, know what football is. Yeah. Like... So like a quarter, a quarter the size <laughs> of a soccer pitch. If you're not familiar with uh, with the American football like field sizes, but that's how I think of it. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's pretty darn big. Like, what, were, what was that used for? Well, what the heck? I think about the fact that like a half an acre lot. That's a very desirable lot size in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a really nice size lot. And I. I, I'm thinking back going, wait, and then when was it created? <laughs> they went through that much work. It's a level, you know, that's it's, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Back when you had, like, really crude that's, tools 
exactly. primitive equipment. And think about like how the stones were laid in there, right? It's not like you just were taking stones that were laid around, like around the island. They did it for a purpose. Like, what was that purpose? We don't know, but keep digging. As Robert Clotworthy would say, Rick and Marty Lagina, keep digging. It's for treasure. Or it's, you know, we agree that, everybody agrees that it is an open, it was an open channel. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. um, maybe not all the way through. Uh, Spooner talks about and Steve talks about how the front would have been open and maybe ships were coming in and out, loading, offloading. We know that the... Well, I want to say, I keep wanting to call them wheelbarrows. Well, like the carts that they had. Yeah, had the, the big, big carts wheels. with the giant wheels. Yeah. It makes perfect <clears throat> sense for that time. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. just. It's just crazy. Yeah, like when they were at that fortress mm -hmm. um, in Lewisburg mm -hmm. and seeing, you know, checking out those uh, old uh, tools, you mm -hmm. know, basically the big cart with the wheels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's just, it's kind of mind blowing. Like in that Lewisburg, I mean, those carts that would be on display there would be much older than 1200 too. Mm -hmm. or like not older, newer. Yeah. Like those would have been from the 1600s or whatever. You know, we're talking about 1200s and we're talking about like, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's mind blowing what was accomplished at the swamp back mm -hmm. in 12, uh, 10, 11 or 12 or 1300 or whenever it was you know it's just it's crazy it is and even i mean laird's impressed by dr oh, spooner's sure. data and marty is shocked that laird's impressed. So impressed and he even comes back with here is one of my favorites oh another. you can't dispute it it's not disputable i'm just gonna play that every time that you try to argue with me <laughs> and i was like "Ooh, laird's on my side mm. it's not disputable like for someone that is that much of a hard data guy, yeah, if he is saying that wowed Marty, yeah, yeah, and he's like, whoa, whoa, and even Terry was like, yeah, yeah. that's you can't dispute the hard evidence like that, and that's no. what he's trying to put across. And you know what? I mean, just whoa, when, whoa, whoa, when <laughs> even hashtag Team Data is saying <laughs> it's a thing it's a thing if you all agree it's a thing yeah well it's just it's something you can't dispute like uh -huh. you're saying marty's yeah. wowed laird uh -huh. finishes it by saying that the last thing he would have expected to see in the swamp um that was the last thing he expected to see uh -huh. in the swamp and um to have him say that made marty just cut in uh and he says it's not just you mm -hmm. we have dr spooner we got terry you know we got all these experts saying like something crazy happened out there mm -hmm. a long long time ago so i mean that gets your attention it sure does and tom nolan's feeling pretty good about oh, that man, he's looking real like, oh yeah smug you know he's, he's like, like <laughs> he's like told you guys told you so <laughs> <laughs> my dad was right right and he, he says to marty i know you weren't the biggest fan of the swamp at the mm -hmm. beginning of this year and marty's like i'm still not a big fan of the swamp <laughs> and just to be clear i haven't become a fan of the swamp now tom goes on to say that something happened there uh man had a hand in that swamp he's you know mm -hmm. like literally in my notes i put he's gloating and he's smirking <laughs> and uh tom asked marty what he thinks now and marty points to the 1200 evidence mm -hmm. and to someone uh as hard to move as laird you know saying it was man-made mm -hmm. and other experts agreeing 
it's just amazing that uh, that you were right, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's there's and that Rick was positive. Right. I mean, it's got to be one of the hardest places to do exploration on the island is the swamp, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's nasty. It and is. It's, uh, a it, bog. It's a swamp. Yeah. Like it's it's not easy. You don't just stick a shovel on the ground. Uh, right? I mean, you can, but you're not going very far. Yeah, and so um, one one thing that I thought was funny right there was, um, you know, they acknowledge that there are answers in the swamp, but mm -hmm. we just don't know what the questions are. Yeah, that was <laughs> classic Oak Island. Mm -hmm. Classic. Yeah, uh, Tom says that it's just nice to see all the dad's work wasn't for nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, Fred Nolan and. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's not sure if the money pit and the bog are tied together, but something happened there a long time ago. Maybe it does tie the whole thing together. And a big pretty bow. Or, hey, maybe we have two stories here. That's just that's just mind-boggling. <laughs> it really is. I mean... There's more than two stories. I, I don't know. I was just kicking around the idea of this, like, was the money pit created and chosen to be made in this location because of legends or stories or whatever that were passed down from this era from this era yeah. because we we heard about these things which actually took place in the swamp and then so it made sense for to come to this island to do this thing mm -hmm. so there maybe the money pit exists because the swamp exists existed you know, existed yeah or because the swamp was created or because it was just because it's so old right yeah, yeah well that's something that jack notes he mm -hmm. says that much of the work occurred on oak island two clumps of time mm -hmm. you have the 1600s and that fits with the francis bacon and rosicrucians yep and then you have the 11 to 1400s and that fits with the templar theories mm -hmm. and they have the dendrochronology data that says that people were doing work in the slipway mm -hmm. um, area before searchers were there in 1741 and 1749 or 1769. Those were the dates from the slipway. Mm -hmm. And Craig uh, notes that the structure was being used for a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. So what was it used for? What was it used for finding treasure? They don't know. But like you were saying, the two time periods, you know, like kind of Jack's saying here, mm -hmm. um, is there two stories? Or do they domino? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do they? That's. I like the, how you're bringing that up. Um, I kind of got away from it a little mm -hmm. bit there reading my notes, but like I like how you're suggesting maybe there was an old legend and they built upon that legend. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. It, I love to think that that's a real thing. It could. I mean, what if it was? You know, why choose this particular island? Yeah. And were, but why? Right. Why? For me, it's always. Let's get to the the why. As humans, we we all have a why. We're very you curious, know, right? We we want to often live our life for our why, whatever it is, our passion, what drives us, and it, and maybe it is those who buried at the money pit or within that area was just because there was a, a why before. Yeah, could be, and, and that could explain, <clears throat> you know, that gap of time could it be mm -hmm. so Anne marie asks in the chat it could be could it be that's why we're here <laughs> to find out yeah well we're not we're we're really here not to find out we're here to just watch it pan out 
we are we're here to root the well, team we're on. here to learn from them we're as much here as to you, root them on and support as much as you want to work on the island sorry you've never been there i know i was supposed to be there and back already i know right. that's okay I, it's yeah it's it is what it is, it is we'll it get is. there eventually mm -hmm. All right, so um, one other thing. Marty mm -hmm. asks Gary if he thinks that the tunneling occurred outside of the money pit area. Mm -hmm. And Gary says yes. Why else would you find pickaxes and whatever at the back of the swamp and swages on Lot 21? Uh, they're pushing the story back further than he ever thought. You know, like we said, mm -hmm. he thought it was a pirate operation. Um, yeah, I mean, it's curious that they found all those artifacts, like, in the swamp and stuff. But, you know, it could have been dropped there anytime. Mm -hmm. right. Realistically. But, I mean... You know, maybe that's, you know, they were done tunneling and the guy left his pickaxe there and it just never got picked up, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're like, well, we can't take this on the boat home with us. Yeah, you know, it. it causes weight. True. Yoink. They ain't going to find it in here or the next person. <laughs> nobody's looking out here. The next person that does is someone that we want here. Maybe mm. they'll need an axe to get into <laughs> where they're going. I'll Perhaps. just leave them a tool Perhaps. so they can make that happen. Very true. You know, yeah. what's the why? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Doug notes that it was supposed to be an uninhabited island before 1795. Wrong. So this changes history as they know it about the island. Which is crazy. That's a big deal. Uh, uh, the timeline says that there are... Um, there's a story there, and activity occurred much earlier, possibly on a continuous basis by the same group, or maybe even not. Um, he says that every theorist can be happy with something on this timeline, because there's something there that backs up their claims. The, there's something for everybody, right? And I think there's pros and cons to that, naturally, right? Yeah. Because... It's important as treasure hunters and people that are just trying to figure out this puzzle that we don't just pick and choose. Um, yeah. However, if there are two different stories going on here, we need to see how certain sections of those stories could potentially fit together. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So those two different chunks of time, one, how it all relates to each other, the other, how it all relates to each other. And then whether or not it even ties together. But it's it's dangerous to be able to just pick something uh, to create your theory off of. But it's bananas that there is something here for everybody. Yep, even Marty says that he thinks that that's probably right. And that all the prevailing theories are enhanced by this timeline. Mm -hmm. And Dave is like, yeah, that's right. You know, mm -hmm. he's quick to chime in. He's, I think Dave's always really excited about anything that proves you know the whole thing's not basically not a waste of time right yeah and positive. all of this stuff shows that this stuff all, all this exploration definitely not a waste of anybody's time absolutely not not a waste of my time yeah and i'm spending obviously a lot of extra time on it yeah well i just think that he you know doesn't want uh nothing to be found because his dad spent so much time so much of his life there poured mm -hmm. so much of his heart and soul into oak island um yeah, and I just think that, you know, just seeing all those artifacts that date back so so long ago, mm -hmm. I mean, it just proves that his dad and Fred Nolan, they were there for a purpose, and it's a good thing they never stopped believing. Yeah. Because if they did, and the mystery kind of faded out and died, I mean, we wouldn't have this awesome show to talk about, but mm -hmm. we wouldn't have all this, uh, all these breakthroughs and all this history to talk about. Exactly. And, you know, 
Tom kind of says that a little bit later in the war room of, you know, it's, it's so nice seeing all of this hard work and these years of labor that, you know, they had put in hasn't gone to waste. Yeah. And I'd say Tom and Dave agree on that. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Um, then we, Gary also notes the cutting tools, you know, mm -hmm. and he points to the chisel. He points to that, um, like there's a couple chisels on the table and, um, you know, he just noted that uh, the theories are based off of things. A lot of the theories are based off of things carved in stone. And boom, look mm -hmm. at that. There's car stone cutting tools. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty compelling. And uh, that's when Marty says, hey, well, I've got something else to show you. On my <laughs> notes, it says, Tony time. You know what's funny? I, I didn't even, I did not even see your notes. I like, I'm looking at your notes now. <laughs> I was not looking at your notes and I was thinking to myself, oh, it's Tony time. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it's sense. Time. It is Tooney time. Yeah, so Marty grabs, pulls something out of his pocket, and Gary's like, yo, bro, <laughs> that needs to go on the other side of the table, down towards the, uh, past the red line. He's all excited about it. Gary doesn't get excited about something. Oh, but when he found that Tooney, he was not excited. He's no. like, meh, <laughs> trash. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get a soda with this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so um, Marty uh puts a coin on the table mm -hmm. a toonie which is a canadian two dollar coin mm -hmm. and he uh puts so tell a story about the toonie can you <clears throat> what do you mean how did they, what, what what happened when they found it like why was it there so, in the first place yeah we get kind of like the flashback right yeah of when they are when they find it and that was this year they're going through what it what spoils the rf1 spoils they which is about the 200 foot spoils mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and gary's out there he's metal detecting in the spoils gary's there Get, i just said gary marty's there mm -hmm. and oh yay we get a little boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and he pulls it up and he's excited and he goes ah you know it's a toonie <laughs> oh it's just a what did he say? A flipping toonie or something uh, like that? Yeah, I was going to say bloody toonie. Yeah. But that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just like, oh, like he's a little disappointed, but, you know, that uh, gets overshadowed quickly. Right? Yeah, and Marty just says, ah, just put it in your pocket. Yeah. No big deal. Move on with your life. <laughs> and then not much later, you 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 see the, wheels, the light bulb. The, the wheels are turning. Yeah, you hear say, ding. Yeah. And Marty goes, hey, hey, Gary, let me see that toonie. And Gary's face. Why? Uh, uh, it's modern, mate. He's like, that's my toonie. That's yeah. going to buy my Coke later right? on. <laughs> and he's just thinking, like, why? Uh, he's like, I know, but just just let me see it. And he's thinking, don't question me. <laughs> and um, he talks about it being encrusted. Marty does. And he goes, I think me and this toonie have been equated. Well, the encrusted part tells him that, hey, this has been down in the ground yeah. for a very long time. It wasn't just... Yeah, it, it didn't just fall it, out of someone's pocket that day or something mm -hmm. yeah, for sure and all of a sudden it, it you know the wheels start turning the dominoes start falling i think that's my toonie yeah that's he and, says he says that's my toonie yeah he realized he's like i know what yeah this is what this is mm -hmm. and gary's like what it's that one mm -hmm. so a question real quick 
I don't remember. How how deep was Borehole H8 when he put it in there? Does it, do you have that in your notes? <sighs> no, I was actually trying to find that when I was going back through. Mm. Something, yeah. Something's telling me that it was 180 feet. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm remembering right, but I might not. I might not be remembering. Okay, right. so let's say it was 180 feet, mm-hmm. and they found it in the spoils at 200 feet. Yeah, and it had moved 10 feet vertically, or horizontally. horizontally. <laughs> 10 feet ver- or sorry, uh, what would that be? 20 feet vertically and 10 feet horizontally. Oh my gosh, this is insane! Like literally. This is something I never, ever, ever would have expected about any of this stuff. I did not think that there was a solution channel. I did not think that there was anything that would be moving this stuff around down there. I thought it was going to be just like really solid or really muddy and thick that um, I I wasn't expecting so much water. Mm -hmm. Right. So. But it makes sense now. It does now. But like every time, like last season, they would show the um, can pushing things like. Oh, like the cans pushing uh, mm-hmm. what chapel vault right yeah. down further, and We'd I'm just laugh. Like, yeah, I'm just like whatever. This okay. is so dumb. <laughs> you know, I wasn't saying that out loud, but like in my brain, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah. I, I didn't want to like, um, I didn't want to speak ill of the work that they were doing and attempting, and it just seems so far fetched. But now it's like, oh well, maybe that's legit. <laughs> oh, I have done a, a lot of reading, yeah, <laughs> and learning about these solution channels and some pondering and. You know, when we were interviewing people, we asked them about the solution channel. Yeah, like Laird and Steve in particular, mm-hmm. right? Um, oh, and and uh, Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Steve, just by, he said, sheer guessing uh, from that it's probably, what, 20 feet, maybe 30, because they could put a case on right down in it. And I'm thinking, what? Because they don't know exactly how big it is but yeah. that's probably i mean if if let's say it's at 170 and then 200 i mean that makes sense right yeah and then i was going back to season five and i was watching some episodes uh trying to find some information and i'm watching the one of the money pit digs and with terry out there and they're talking about the solution channel there. Are they? they were. Mm. And you know what? I'm realizing further back, they've been talking about the solution channel for a long time, but I I never made the connection of what that meant yeah, and they, what that really was. I don't know that they really explained it that good until this year. <clears throat> maybe. And maybe yeah. they did. And, you know, you get so much information coming in from the show. Yeah. To really be able to wrap your mind around the science and what's going on there. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, right? It is In a lot. order to really be able to follow along at that level. And it explains why you keep seeing, you know, so much water come up. Right. And then we, we always just think flood tunnels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus the solution channel. And it's, it's kind of, crazy but they had been talking about it for a long time it makes a lot of sense when you really think about it but i just wasn't i wasn't thinking about that oh me either i i had like a aha on the finale like we both did after watching it yeah well and building up to it Mm -hmm. you know it's just like because when they're talking about 
um, you know, the water moving with like the sluice way, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. It's just, it gets us to think about more broad ideas mm -hmm. and um, different possibilities. It's, yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, I just wasn't understanding, I guess, what they were talking about. Not fully, because, yeah. well, we're not geologists. No, but, I mean, we're, we pay good attention. I mean, mm -hmm. we probably pay better attention than most people to everything that's happening on the show. I, I would think. agree. You know, but it just, it seemed so far-fetched at the time, and now it doesn't seem far-fetched at all. Oh, no, not at all. So, I'm glad that Marty did that experiment. Like, mm -hmm. that has... You know, I don't know if he's glad because it's going to cost him tens of millions of dollars, it seems like. But, like, I mean, it's some impressive, mm -hmm. impressive data. And it's just crazy that it happened the way it did mm -hmm. and that we have, you know, that that proof. So in a solution channel, it's there. It's like a small, smallish river underground. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you've got this horizontal movement but it tends to occur in stone that's like porous or going to wear down really quickly right so limestone which how many times have we heard terry say oh limestone yeah. like that has come up yeah and we've heard about these tripped booby traps yeah and we're also right on the water and it's all swiss cheese and it's all swiss cheese now what I keep asking is, was one of these tripped water booby traps or whatever, or all of them, or the fact that they're on the ocean and the fact that it's limestone, is this a self-inflicted problem? And Could how be. long has it been? Well, probably since the early 1800 or the... 1800s 1900s okay. it's probably not self-inflicted well i mean it's probably enhanced by uh the michigan mob yeah well <laughs> but... terry goes on to say that with all the digging mm -hmm. with all the drilling mm -hmm. with all the banging with all the pumping think about it we pumped water twice through everything mm -hmm. right for the dye test yep okay and then we also it's just we know when the flood tunnels were supposedly initially tripped, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're saying 1800s. So if the water has been in there banging against it for that long, that's a long time for it to get bigger and big. Because you haven't, you every, haven't yeah. turned off the flood tunnel, nope. right? Nope. So this water that's in there, and it moves really quickly. Like, it doesn't follow any of the normal laws to be able to guess how fast it's moving, to know how far something could be moving. So you've got this movement in here. You can't guess. There's literally a moving target underground. That's a bummer. That's a real bummer for a treasure hunter. <laughs> it's, it's especially if this one didn't start naturally and it's self-inflicted and it let's say you were depositing yeah how are you gonna know that this could happen you're not gonna know you're not gonna know you're not gonna think anybody's gonna know about your secret to begin with yeah and then you think the best way to booby trap it is with water <laughs> from flood tunnels well it's easily it's like so, right there you know they have an unlimited supply of right? uh, booby trap material with well, that water <laughs> they don't they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know that, hey, this limestone here is going to be susceptible if it's trapped and cause this underground 
tied or whatever. Yeah. And then, ta-da! Ta-da! And Terry goes on to say that there, the it is so different now than how it was any depositor, any original digging. Like, yeah. the whole ground. It, it's nothing like what it would have been when you buried it. Not even close. There's no way it could be. Yeah. Well, and then uh, Terry also noted that uh, the density of gold, because they're talking about how mm -hmm. far that toonie traveled, and he says that the density of gold is 19 times greater than water, right? So gold's definitely just going to sink. Mm -hmm. um, 19 times and change, right? Mm -hmm. Make sure to point that out, because he doesn't want his, his geology buddies to, like, say, right. well, you didn't get He's it like, exactly. then you know. the gravity yeah. and... Yeah. All right, so... I mean, he's not surprised that there might have been a vertical movement in addition to the uh, 10 feet of lateral movement. And that speaks to the currents down there. And like you said, the mm -hmm. banging and, you know, the pumping and all that. Yep. So, yeah, it's just it's mind blowing. I uh, can't wait to see what they do next in that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, we'll get to that in a moment. What we hope what they talked about doing and what we hope they do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, and what Doug goes on to say is that in the money pit area, they've been looking for signs of like a deep collapse, right? Yeah, for sure. Because we've heard of this deep collapse. Mm -hmm. Well, if the water's eroding away and we've got these shafts and then all of a sudden it finally kind of gives way the limestone or whatever it is, right? And we're finding signs of those deep collapses. For sure. And we found, but we've mostly been looking above 160 feet. Yeah, and that, that might be a right problem at. now. And so we know now, potentially, we really do need to be a lot deeper because of the change of okay, the landscape. So the Toonie may have done all that movement in in one year and then settled. Mm -hmm. It may yeah. it may have still been moving. Could have done in a day. It could have done knows? in a day. It could have been inching to that spot this you know mm -hmm. through to that day when it was recovered. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, dang, like, it's talk a about uh, maybe treasure vault <laughs> that's really heavy, uh, sinking through the sand and shifting, and that being, like, hundreds of years, rather than two years. Mm -hmm. Where is that thing now? And that's just Maybe it, it might have moved all the way to the swamp, mm -hmm. <laughs> for all we know. And, I hope not. <laughs> but it... We have to think it's just going to continue to get deeper and deeper yeah. as the solution channel continues to erode away and at get punctured the by all this material. Yeah. But think about all the holes that have been drilled, and then we'd hit limestone or we'd hit whatever, and we yeah. stop. Yeah. And <laughs> uh oh, maybe it, it wasn't deep enough. It's tough to know. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, Marty asks the fellowship, even after seeing old recovery tools, like we talked about earlier, like the pickaxe and yeah. all that, if it's even worth continuing to pursue here, or do we think this treasure's already been collected, if there was a treasure here? Uh, Doug's like, no. <laughs> it's, it's there. Mm -hmm. This treasure here. Then it shows Gary and Charles quickly agreeing. Mm -hmm. And Charles, he chimes in saying he agrees with Doug. Yeah. Uh, we have a new mystery here. Uh, we have a new mystery here to discover. But yes, there is treasure here. You just haven't found it 
yet, but it's here. It's there. We agree. We also had uh, Paul and Scott, de mm -hmm. you know, definitely shaking their heads like, oh, yeah. yes, yes. They all agree. Definitely still treasure yet to be found. Yeah, Dave says that he believes it's still there, and so did his dad. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, they're all in agreement, mm -hmm. mostly. I don't... Do you think uh, Marty's in agreement, or is he just wanting uh, support for his own idea or for his own um, thinking about it all? I think Marty, because we know, like, he goes on to state that where his thought is about the treasure, right? Mm -hmm. Coming on initially, he didn't think there was anything here. Yeah. Or it was long gone. Mm -hmm. And he was just kind of along for the ride. I. But he has continued to, just like Rick and Craig, that it's about the team. What does this collection of experts think? If they still believe something here and there's proof, someone like Laird mm -hmm. says it's undisputable. He doesn't say that there's treasure there. Laird says that something, he, happened. something happened there and that's undisputable. Yes. And that's worth figuring out. Uh, and that's just it. I think he kind of hit the nail on the head there. As an archaeologist and, you know, he's, he's, uh, I don't know. He, he's, he wants to know what happened. Mm -hmm. Right. He just wants that information, that mm -hmm. data. Yeah. Uh, Dave says that they're running out of real estate, so that that he he, he said that that's a good thing because yeah. it gives them uh, less places to check, <laughs> possibly. And uh, no, not that kind of real estate. Um, <laughs> and in some places, um, you know, it gives it just gives them uh, different areas to focus on. But uh, Marty replied that they're perhaps running out of time and money too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, Tom says that they, uh, based on some of the things they found in the swamp this year. Um, uh, he acknowledged that most of, uh, most of everybody wants gold and whatnot, you know, spendables, right, Dave? Yeah. You know? Cause he knows what Dave wants. Yep. But how do you put a price on something that changes or rewrites history? You know, because what they found, the things that they found are very old and shouldn't be there. Uh, he goes on to say that his dad spent almost a lifetime on Oak Island looking for whatever it was. And so did Dan. And so for their sake, he'd like to think that there's still a treasure to be yet to be found. Yeah. And it's true. And yeah, you can't put a price on history, but you can. How many people went <laughs> bankrupt trying to find this? Okay. Okay. So Marty's thinking, I don't want to go bankrupt <laughs> and I don't blame him. He's, you know, a smart, financial businessman mm -hmm. i'm sure they have a budget they have to adhere to every year or something sure, it, sure. i mean that's how you don't go bankrupt on oak island so you know you got to have your experts mm -hmm. but you also gotta you know have some lines to stay within yeah but rick his brother his big brother is always there to help him step over those lines <laughs> he wants to nudge him over the lines and, and to defend <laughs> his thoughts you know he's yeah. being i think rick is also very smart about yeah. that so uh yeah. he go rick asked dan hensky's opinion mm -hmm. yeah well that was a funny moment that was great yeah so um what does he say he says uh he can't say definitively that there's still treasure and ask uh, marty asks him to give him the odds of uh, treasure still being there mm -hmm. and dan says i'm an odd guy but not an odds guy <laughs> That was amazing. That That's was like good. Dan Hensky motto or something. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I like Dan. He's funny. Oh, he's good. He's great. I love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he's he's not gonna put a number on it, but he says that hey, just getting together and seeing you guys next year is mm -hmm. worth it to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And so Marty's like, well, no, I guess I'll okay. take that. I guess I'll you take know. that. He has spoken. He can live with that. Right. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, we get one of those interviews at, where it's like Rick and Marty and yeah. Rick's saying that it's one thing to look at all, all everything according to dates, but yeah. think about what happened during those time periods Yes, and putting it in context, kind of like when you went through and you were talking about, you know, what all the different things were, you know, with the Templars and with, you know, what was going on during the time in which these artifacts are from. Yeah. Uh, over the centuries, mm -hmm. the major events that happened in the world. Mm -hmm. mm. Craziness. <laughs> and Rick asks everybody in general, if there are opportunities still to advance the search and kind of move the dial, whether it be, you know, historical or treasure. Yes. And I think everybody agrees. And then... Alex, hang on. I, I have a little Alex Ooh. clip real let's, quick. Let's listen to Alex. Well, this is going to shock you, but <laughs> it's a great, super. I think, like Laird said, the potential for the paved area to be man-made in the swamp and date back to the 12 to 1400s. If we're going to do something in the swamp, that's a no-brainer. Looking for a smoking gun, actually confirming that that is what we think it might be is potentially a big discovery. Okay, so Alex feels like a real believer here, right? We and know he wasn't he's, there and before. He, he wasn't there. I want you to listen to Alex, season one, Ooh. episode one. <laughs> okay. And you tell me. Here's where you're going to spend the rest of your summer. <laughs> Hopefully not the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. It's looking like the rest of your life. Yeah, unless they find it, you know, then he could just be in charge of the museum, right? A poor... <laughs> I just... That's good. That's I can't... <laughs> Hopefully not the rest of my... I'm sorry, Alex. You have been converted. Mm -hmm. We are through season seven. Yep, you're all in, You dude. want the data? I mean, you're kind of a mix of your dad and your uncle. Yep. I'm sorry. And he kind of uh, turned into Jack, too. Seriously. <laughs> he, he's kind of like a mixture of everybody. But I appreciate him bringing forward, you know, the hard data. If Alex is saying, yeah, like, there's something here to pursue. That makes his know, dad listen. As, as the next generation, right? As the next generation skeptic. Exactly. Yep. And we have Jack, the next generation believer. Yeah, we have. Uh, he's like, uh, you know, he's like Rick. And then he, uh, oh yeah, Alex was like Marty, but not anymore. Now they're all turning into Ricks. I don't think everybody's a Rick. <laughs> There's no way everybody's a Rick. Okay, so Laird isn't. Who else? <laughs> a lot of okay. people. All right. <laughs> but... I, I, it just kind of cracked me up because we're sitting around the table and we keep getting these shots of Alex and Jack on the screen together. I'm mm -hmm. like, this feels like a setup. Maybe they need their own spinoff show. Maybe. That'd be fun. N need to I'd challenge watch each other. And, <laughs> yeah. you, know, and you know, someone's got to tell Jack to calm down and that'll be Alex. And mm -hmm. 
then they'll get together and do something fantastic. But I think yeah. looking at the smoking gun, as he puts it, it's a big deal. Yeah, so Alex is really interested in that swamp, mm -hmm. and that's cool. Um, Gary says that if you're going to find something in that area um, from the and the paved area, um, it's going to be in, in the paved area toward the ocean and along the side of the island because those are the potential loading zones. And yep. Tom Nolan said that that's going to be the hardest part of the swamp to search and to mm -hmm. get to because, you know, it's the deepest and, uh, you know, but that might be why they used it. Mm -hmm. They might have used it because it is the deepest. Well, and something that Gary has brought up in the past is that in Smith's Cove, it really bothered him that they really weren't finding artifacts or anything that, like, would have fallen off people unloading and loading right yeah because you would expect to find that around wharfs and slipways and yeah but I, but he really wasn't yeah you would expect that but i mean i don't know maybe if these were all you know if they were knight temple knights templars you know maybe they were real uh, military buttoned up and they're not gonna just be dropping random things like i don't know when i walk on a, a dwarf uh, a dwarf a wharf <laughs> <laughs> when i walk on a wharf i don't walk on dwarves okay Oh, I like man. happy, sneezy, grumpy. I, you know, I even like grumpy, like you. All right. <laughs> so, um, no, like when I walk on like a, a dock or a wharf or mm -hmm. something, you know, nothing's ever fallen out of my pocket once that I know of. <laughs> I was going to say. I, I'm pretty sure nothing's ever fallen out of But how often are you unloading Not, treasure chests? No, never, and never. And things where you're doing like this really I know, but it just seems like. From a boat. How often have you been on a wharf? Very, very okay. Infrequently. Like you probably could count like on your okay, hand. I'm just talking. Okay, from walking down the street, I'm not dropping like random things on the ground. You know? Are you bending over and pushing and pulling and pushing carts of treasure? Or I used to unload and unload airplanes, and that involved getting these huge uh, containers the off the airplane, pulling them down this uh, this um, roller system, mm -hmm. and you know, then getting a forklift and doing a whole bunch of stuff. I used to do that stuff. You know, just off of a plane, mm -hmm. and I can't recall ever dropping anything there either. But I mean, you know, maybe I didn't have—I don't have all my possessions on me, probably like those people that, did at the time. That's true, and they so, probably did. So I don't know. I just like I know Gary's like point, but maybe they just didn't really drop anything. I don't know. Okay, Gary's been doing this a while, <laughs> and he's likely been looking around those areas because so many people drop okay. things, right? Yeah, but there—I think they're there's probably a little more buttoned up operation, you know, if they've, if they've been entrusted with the, uh, Ark of the Covenant or something, you know what I mean? Anyways, the point I was trying to get to <laughs> is that if the loading and offloading area is actually potentially the swamp, mm -hmm. then it would make sense that maybe he would find more there. I mean, early, early in the seasons, what about the Spanish coin? That mm -hmm. was in the swamp, kind of towards that area, right? Like, the stuff that's been found potentially would be there. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I, I hear you. Yeah. But that being said, Alex points out that this whole thing mm -hmm. started with the money pit, but without any of these artifacts, nothing here says treasure except for the collectiveness of the particular types of artifacts yeah. right mm -hmm. and and that's where we're getting kind of the the proof can't walk away now can't walk away now hey um so in the chat our friend jeff says that um 
Jack and Alex can have their own show, Oak Island Junior or Junior Oak Island. But you know that'd be cool. What if they like brought kids on the island to do some some digging? I think that's child labor. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh. All right. So that's when we get Billy saying that, hey, if you don't come and do this, I'm going to come down on the weekends and do it. All right, you. Billy. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Hey, we heard it straight from who, who was it? From Laird? Uh-huh. Yeah, Billy is the first person on the island every day. Yeah, we knew that. We know. We know. We know. Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh he's going to make it happen if no, if. He's got the keys to the causeway, so. He is the keys to the causeway. <laughs> Gary's pointing out that just this toonie, and I think everybody is kind of coming to that moment, is that after seeing that and the movement, they're just chasing the tre liter They're literally chasing it. Like, it's not just <sighs> the idea of chasing treasure in this metaphorical They're actually chasing it, which means they're getting really close we gotta Maybe. catch up yeah they think they're getting close but every time they put a case on down there they're shifting something and you know like i did not think about that in those terms at all before this year well marty is now yeah he definitely is but it's just like it's crazy that they i don't know it's just it's it's just crazy it is it's crazy and i think yeah. that what gary is saying you know it kind of it opens up that conversation which like marty's kind of bummed about is that you know if they proceed in the money pit it's not going to be cheap if they're considering a big dig it's not just millions it's tens of millions that's a very sobering number <laughs> but like you see his brother next to him just saying yep <laughs> like <laughs> and he i don't think he's it. as concerned oh i don't think he's as concerned with the money he's oh. like he's like my brother's got it we know Craig's got it over the years, they've been researching the big dig, yeah, right? Because yeah. classic Oak Island is always going to throw something at you. So, yeah, we know it's going to be tens of millions, but you also have to have a contingency budget because uh, something's going to go wrong. But as he says, the coin argues towards the big dig, and Jack wants to know how quickly they can do it. <laughs> and then he's like, oh. <laughs> it could take as long as three years. Wah, wah. Jack yeah. looks sad. <laughs> well, maybe it won't take that long. It could. It could. It could take longer. It's Oak Island. Well, with the way things are right now, nobody from America can get to Oak Island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the big dig. We're here. Let's talk about Let's it. Talk I'm excited about, it. about the big dig. Rick's got something to say. What does he say? He says that it's <laughs> not something you enter into half heartedly. You set foot on that field, you better bring your pads and you better buckle up. You didn't get that clip? No. Wow. Hmm. I ran out of time. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. whoa. Yeah, whoa. Whoa. When Rick is like that? Yeah, but I mean, to me, I think that's the best way of doing it just because it's you get you have the best chance of recovering everything in one piece. How about just the fact that you have the best chance of recovering everything? And finding it, yeah. Because if we're literally chasing it in the solution channel, it feels like this is the only way. Yeah. You can't, we can't keep playing blindfold claw machine. And that's what's <laughs> happening. That's we're what's... shutting our eyes yeah. and we're, I mean, we're doing it based off data, off of like the errors we've had in the past, yeah. but we can't do that anymore. Like we've put too many holes in the cheese. 
They have. Yeah, it's tough, but this big dig could solve a lot of problems. Could create more. Who knows? But Clotworthy, he mm -hmm. says that over the years, you know, like you, you acknowledged mm -hmm. earlier, the team has researched methods of digging a 100-foot-wide hole to a depth of 250 feet deep. Mm-hmm. One method would be constructing a massive concrete shaft around the entire money pit area mm -hmm. so that access to the vault would be unhampered by flooding. Another method, known as freeze ring method, would involve drilling dozens of 250-foot boreholes in a 100-foot-wide circle. The holes would be filled with a chemical such as glycol mm -hmm. and would freeze the ground and would allow for unfettered excavation. Big dig. It, yeah. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Whoa. So, which method do you like? So, I've gone back and forth, mm -hmm. and I, I need to do more research, and it's not like they're going to weigh my opinion on what it is. They might, I, they might weigh mine. I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. We are not that important. Well, wait until you hear what I have to say. Oh. Go ahead. I'm leaning towards the freezering okay and why because all what Craig the wants? water because what it's what Craig no wants. because I feel like I'll feel better if I know everything's stopped mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um and I can understand that like because we know there's so much fluid there mm -hmm. and having to deal with it mm -hmm. I that's why I lean that way but i don't know enough about it i haven't spent years researching these methods yeah okay so you want to hear yeah why... i i feel like you're really <laughs> trying to tee something up let's hear all it. right so i like the other method okay i like the um 100 foot wide hole to a depth of 250 feet deep okay okay um with the concrete shaft rings right okay, okay so there's um for whatever reasons they want to do either one it's to it's basically just to get to the bottom to get to 250 feet deep mm -hmm. and to um excavate the area i mean i i think both would be fine mm -hmm. but i like the fact i like the idea of the wall mm -hmm. around the whole thing because i think it can make a great tourist attraction once this is all said and done like what's let's say they do find it or let's say they don't find it it doesn't matter there's still going to be tours on oak island mm -hmm. What if, okay, so this is 100 feet wide. This is huge. Mm -hmm. What if they put an elevator in it, right, and allowed people to go down to 250 feet deep? You know, you pay 20 bucks a person or whatever to go down to the bottom of the money pit. You could say that you were at the bottom of the money pit. I mean, I would pay that. I'd pay $50 to go down there. That'd be flipping sweet, wouldn't it? Well, it's not to say you couldn't do the freeze ring method and then go in there properly to make a more permanent structure. Sure. Because even when you're using the concrete, it's not a permanent structure that you're putting in there, right? Mm -hmm. You're it while 3 years, yeah, it's going to take a while, but it's going to take more than just leaving these concrete rings so that you can get to the bottom of the money pit. Not to mention that their permit mm -hmm. in order to retrieve, I mean, they do have to put it back to how it was, just like Smith's Cove. Yeah, so they're probably going to make them well, fill in the hole. You might, they may be able to get an exception. Who knows? Who knows? 
Would you go down to the uh, bottom of the money pit if it was a tourist attraction? If it, if I knew it was more of a permanent structure, yes. Because, but classic Oak Island is like gonna kill me if I <laughs> go in there. You know what else would be kind of cool is if uh, you're standing like let's say it's this giant pit. Uh, but, you know, there's walls or whatever around it, so you can't just fall in, obviously, right? But let's just say that you can go up there with a coin and toss a coin in to the bottom of the money pit. And then every year at the end, um, like the end of the year or whatever, they collect all the coins and give them to charity or something. You can yeah. only toss toonies in, though. Well, whatever. Yeah, sure. Cost it costs a toonie to go in the money pit. Yeah, you have to go and buy a toonie from the gift shop, and it's yep. three bucks to buy. Three bucks to buy a yeah. toonie? <laughs> yeah. And they're worth two dollars. Yeah, I caught you hey, the first you know, time. Whatever it takes to support, you know, just yes. This might be the yeah. only way that Marty's gonna recover any money from the <laughs> like tens it's, of yeah. It legit has to be a tourist attraction. At, you know, it is already, but I mean, it has to be like they have to have some uh, like uh, some rides. <laughs> I'm thinking of it as a theme park. Suddenly. Okay, see this <laughs> Oak is... Island theme park. This is the problem. You and I see vacations very differently. All you want to do is, like, go to a theme park, and I want a mojito and a lazy river. Okay. Yeah, that's true. But Now, if they're going to make a lazy river on the island, we can talk. Yeah, it's going to go uh, in, Smith, or in the swamp. <laughs> they're going to turn the swamp into a lazy river. That's smelly. <laughs> yeah, you don't care. I do care. Okay. I do care. You do care. Yeah, so anyway, what do you think about my idea, though, that they should put an elevator in there? Like, if, if they could, it, like, let's say it could happen. Let's say they dig the giant hole, they find it, or they don't find it. You know, hopefully they find it. They find some treasure down there, they recover it, they leave the hole, they put an elevator down, and then you could, maybe at the bottom, there's like a recreation, you know, like, we went to the Met, and mm -hmm. they had the, uh, um, that tomb that they brought over from Egypt, mm -hmm. and you can walk through this uh, this Egyptian tomb. I mean, maybe they have like the the casing or the whatever of the chapel vault. Maybe it's still intact, and you could go in and look, you know, walk around it. There's probably nothing in it. It's probably just a, a box, right? But I mean, maybe they have fake gold and stuff down there. Say this is what it looked like when we recovered no, the treasure. It's just a box with tunies in it. Or and you the Ark of the Covenant. Or that. Maybe yeah. the Ark of the Covenant is made of toonies. Yeah, but would you go down there? I would if I knew it was a permanent yeah, structure. I like, I've got concerns about a giant open hole okay, look. that isn't intentionally oh made this way. Was, I've got logistic questions. If it was a tourist attraction made for people going that, guess what? It's going to be safe. Okay? Uh, have you never, like, heard about people dying oh my on gosh. roller Don't... coasters? No. I have, but it doesn't... That, that... Come on. It's going to be one thing that they can really focus on. And they would make it perfect, and it would be a legit, awesome tourist Okay, attraction. if it was a legit thing, then yeah, of course I'm going to. Good. But, It'd be fun. I mean, since I think that's what you want me to say right now. Yeah, go 250 feet down in the money pit. That's that's a dream of mine. And I, I don't want to be John Chatterton to do it. Or one of these other divers. Oh, man. Mike Huntley. We know that he was on the island recently. What's mm -hmm. he doing out there? Maybe he's diving he's to diving. the bottom of the money pit. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my idea. And I, that's, you know, that's a way for them to keep making money. Because, you know, if they build a big elevator, you know, it's a 100 foot wide thing. You know, they could have a pretty big, like, industrial size elevator. They could take, you know, 20, 30 people down at once. You know, 50 bucks a pop. People do it. People jump at the chance. 
I got okay. more ideas, guys. Call me if you're interested. Please don't. <laughs> um, you can call me. It will be much more practical. Okay. I, I promise. Right. So Rick states about the large commitment, financial time and resources. Yes. What does that mean? To me, that says every, they got to pick who they're keeping permanently for the next three <laughs> years. And they're getting three-year NDAs. And because yeah. that is a huge time commitment and money commitment can you imagine if you signed on for a project like that and you had an nda for only a year nope nope yeah well yeah isn't that why um steve's leaving the team oh shut up just kidding just kidding he's not going nowhere i don't i don't think he's going anywhere <laughs> oh man if he doesn't show up next year you're to blame oh my gosh no he's come on these guys are committed. Oh, they're and all not, committed. Not like, not like committed, <laughs> but they're committed to the cause. They're committed to the cause, and, you know, the fellowship keeps growing. I'm just saying that the time commitment at least means we've got three more years of Oak Island. Mm -hmm. It means this podcast can continue for at least three more years. There you go. As and long we'll, as they we'll agree do to do the dig. Yeah, so Marty acknowledges that the big dig idea has been hanging out there for a long time. He says it's like a child's dream. Mm -hmm. The science is relatively simple. But uh, just making the solid ring around the money pit and then plug the bottom and then ex excavate that. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick says, you know, it's just enormously expensive financially. And like you said, a mm -hmm. big time commitment. But, I mean, that might be what they have to do. And I hope, I kind of hope it, they do it because I think that is just, you know, you're going to get answers one way or another. And these are for answers for questions that they actually say, have questions for, you know? Do, do they know the questions? Yeah, and they think it might be the ultimately the only way to get the bottom of what happened on Oak Island. Mm hmm And, like, legit, 250 mm -hmm. feet bottom. Yep. All right, Rick says that there's, uh, this is no small adventure, uh, given the pieces on the timeline from, you know, he, he keeps putting his hands on the table from that 1100 mm -hmm. to 1400 time period. And he thinks that the story is beyond treasure and the recovery is spendable. Sorry, Dave. Mm -hmm. um, but that would be cool if they found that. But absolutely, it's beyond that now. Mm -hmm. uh, Gary looks at the timeline as a success and says it's bloody fantastic. Uh, these are artifacts that date back to the Middle Ages that they're talking about on Oak Island. And everybody's laughing about that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Gary wants to Gary wants to stay. He says, yeah, I'm not leaving. Mm -mm. You know? He's like, I'm staying here. I'm going to help you guys solve this stuff. Yep. So Gary's signed on for another three years. Yeah. We're good to go. So we at least got Gary and Rick and Marty and Craig. Yeah. And probably Jack for sure. Oh, yeah. Like you can get Jack to leave. Yeah. And, and oh, obviously Charles isn't going anywhere. Oh, yeah. No way. You can just go around the table and say, yeah, this person's staying. This person's yeah, staying. Yeah. Everybody's staying. They're all staying. And I think next year that what we're going to see is... By next year, I mean this year. Um, the Swamp mm -hmm. and the Money Pit. No Smith's Cove? No, I am 99.9% .9 sure we're done with Smith's Cove. Oh. I mean, we know they already filled it in, mm. right? Yeah. And the that they have found what they needed to. After talking uh, with Laird mm -hmm. when we did that interview, yeah. I feel very confident that they got everything they needed hmm. and they filled it. It doesn't mean they wouldn't work in, say, like the uplands or something like that. But I think as far as the cove goes, I don't think we've got another cofferdam or anything like that going on. I think that a lot of the efforts are going to be put into the swamp, especially with that paved area. Yeah. Um. 
Probably. There's, what did Steve say? We could do an entire season just about the paved area. Yeah. I bet that's right. But I wouldn't stick a fork completely in Smith's Cove. You know, there's a lot I of did. stuff. <laughs> that's a cool. dingle hopper. A dingle hopper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Weirdo. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, they're really wrapping up the, mm-hmm. the meeting. And um, Marty proposes that they close this meeting of the fellowship mm-hmm. of the dig. And thanks uh, to all. Respect to all. Mm-hmm. It's been a good run. And let's see what the future brings. Rick says cheers to everybody. And then they cheers. get up and start walking out. Cheers. But then, uh, just weird. I just got like goosebumps because we're going to talk about the money pit and the 10X site. Okay. What? I, I didn't know that gave you goosebumps. Well, it's about Dan Blankenship. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like when I thought when Dan popped in my head and we're about to talk about his uh, little memorial, it just it gave me the warm fuzzies. Yay. Yeah. All right, so Clotworthy explained that before the team leaves the island for the winter, that the Laginas and their team gather at the 10X drill site to, uh, because uh, there had been a, a – they want to pay tribute to Dan Blankenship and his Correct. memory, right? So Marty says that Dan was a big part of the island and all of their lives. He explains that Rick had made a, pl- a plaque from pieces of the island to honor him. Yes. Uh, did you write down what the plaque says? No, I took a screenshot of it. Oh, I, I wrote it down. Oh, okay. That's cool. I got it. So the plaque says, Daniel Christian Blankenship, 1923 to 2019, a titan of Oak Island. This uh, this dedication stands as a, memor- as a memorial to his unbounding drive for answers and unwavering faith in God. A dedicated husband and father, fearless soldier, preserver of history, tenacious treasure hunter, Dan was an inspiration to all who called him a faithful friend. Didn't, didn't your uh, like hair on your legs stand up? Yeah, it right. was great. You probably don't have hair on your legs. No, it, actually, it did I for me. Don't. It did for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but no, it's just like, like literally, like, uh, yeah. No, it was wonderful. It, it, was so it really was. I love that um, the, it was made from things on the island, uh, you know, and drill, rig. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, like from his drilling program, pipes yeah. from that. We yeah. saw um, his old drill rig and truck up there. Um, it was just, it was really touching. I, I loved it. Well, um, yeah, and the the memorial itself looks like uh, Oak Island. Like uh-huh. that's the shape of the rock. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, so in the chat right now we have uh, Connie, uh, one of our. Uh, listeners from Texas, mm-hmm. and she says that she's on her way to Traverse City right now, and she can't wait to watch this uh, podcast when she gets back. Hey, tell him we said hi. <laughs> Please tell him we want to if or leave if a you, note if, for Marty. Yeah, if you and bump Alex, into uh, Marty or Alex, yeah, tell him what. Them, just we really desperately want to talk. Get, get us an email. Ooh. I just I need contact information. All right, I'll be very respectful and nice. <laughs> hey, if you took your cards to get them signed. Um, just like, I don't know, leave them there, like give them all to them and then we'll send you a uh, whole new set. Yeah. More and yeah. and more. Anyway, um, if you can't do that, that's great. Can't, no, that's fine. Just have a good time. But yeah. Have fun. Just have a good time. All right. So, um, Clotworthy and uh, notes that Dan's children are there. So that's Dave mm-hmm. and Linda and along with, uh, Rick and Marty, they have, uh, like you said, placed the, uh, the drilling rig next to this, um, memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the breakthroughs at Borehole 10X. 
Rick says that uh, before they completely closed things on the island, they wanted to honor Dan for his work and uh, that he did on the island for 50 years. Marty says that Dan led the way in a lot of ways, and this is a measure of respect. Uh, Rick notes that it was made from a rock on the island, like you said, um, and uh, it seemed appropriate. Mm -hmm. And I can't do anything but agree. That seems right. extremely appropriate, and it's a beautiful little monument, mm -hmm. little memorial. It is. It's fantastic. I, I can't, can't wait, wait to see to, it in person. Yeah, go yeah. see it in person eventually. Yeah. Anyway, so we wrap everything up, mm -hmm. and people are going home for the year, and everybody's saying goodbye. It's it's sad and happy, and it's very heartfelt, but see the fellowship go. Yeah, it is tough. It really is, because, uh, you know, you just want them to be able to work there all year, <laughs> like yeah, selfishly. They, they probably have their own things to do. They probably have you know, lives they... <laughs> outside of, you know, the island. But we don't know about those, you yeah, know? But, like... Very little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it was kind of funny when they um, went and... Um, we're starting to say goodbye. It showed Steve like peacing out like uh -huh. first. And then the next shot showed like Steve giving more hugs. Yeah. It's like, what did he run back? I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, geez, why'd Steve duck out? Uh, him and who else was it? Terry. Yeah. We're like yeah. ducking out yeah, early. Out. And then the next shot, they're, they're back. right back there. Yeah, I'm going, funny. Ooh, they made it look like they were leaving before everybody yeah, else. Well, they got it. <laughs> it, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I, I yeah. can still give them it, a hard time. It was still funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Clotworthy wraps up the show with noting that some of the amazing, uh, some of the most amazing discoveries ever made on Oak Island happened this year, uh, such as medieval tools and artifacts to evidence that something incredible uh, and valuable may lie in the money pit. Mm -hmm. In addition to the man-made structures found in the swamp that date back to eight centuries, you know, that's, that's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, Marty, Rick, Craig have not only validated more than a decade of hard work and personal sacrifices, they have now come closer than ever to revealing the truth behind Oak Island's incredible mystery. Uh, theirs is a story that will surely change history as we know it, just as it has changed their lives and the lives of everyone around them forever. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We did see a big billy hug. Yeah. Can I call bear hugs billy hugs now? Or is it a Billy what if Billy hug? doesn't actually like hugging? I don't know. He looks because like because if it was a Billy hug and he doesn't like hugging, it's like a mean hug. Mm. And aren't bear hugs supposed to be nice hugs? Or mean? Like if you? I guess if you're an actual bear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He uh, Marty also hugs Charles and tells him to keep the faith, and then Charles replies, "Never uh, lost it." He's like, "Yeah, I never lost it, and I never will." That's right. <laughs> we know Charles. He knows we something. Know. He knows something. We see you. Yeah. Yep, and so um, I think the last thing that happens is that Marty says, you know, 1,280 people were working on a swamp on Oak Island. It's crazy. Rick says, there's a wonderful story written here, and I've always wanted us to be the to turn that last page on Oak Island. And we're certainly not there yet, but we're chapters in after all this time. We're just beginning. And he laughs, and then what does Marty do? Roll his eyes. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Just and beginning. He, what? <laughs> and he's thinking, no, so much money. <laughs> yeah, well, it's worth it. So, 
<laughs> I don't know. You'll have to ask Marty if it is. That's the end of my notes. Now, I think those are the longest notes I ever took on uh, any episode. Yeah, because we are really pushing our limit on time. Uh, it's fine. It's, you know, the people aren't getting an episode every week now, so they'll have a couple weeks to digest this, and then we'll be back <laughs> with something extra special pretty soon, I think. Yes, we right? will. I was like, wait a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, that was the episode. That was the season finale. A nice little bow on season seven. Yep. I loved it. And um, I'm looking forward to season eight uh, whenever too. it happens. So we got three more years. So we have eight, nine, ten. Season ten. All right. I think and we start you seeing and... gray hair on Alex's head creep in or something, right? More on my head, too. By the time <laughs> we get to season ten, maybe I'll start coloring my hair again. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right. So, um, yeah, it's just. I'm excited for what the future brings. Obviously, you know, with the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, things have really slowed down. But also things are really picking up on Oak Island right now. We see evidence of that. If you go to the Facebook page, Oak Island from the other side of the causeway, mm -hmm. they've uh, like the, the woman that lives directly on the other side of the causeway. Um, she takes pictures of trucks rolling in They're and coming out. Coming and going. So... And she posts them there. So if you want to keep kind of up to date things that are happening, I would definitely recommend uh, following that page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, if you um, like to speculate, yeah. you know we do. You know we do. Yeah, so that's really fun. Um, but yeah, uh, so things are happening. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we get a, a full season eight. Mm -hmm. um, it may or may not be with some of the teammates. And maybe some of the people from the United States won't even be there. Maybe they'll just be... Maybe they'll teleconference. Yep, they'll zoom in, right? Yeah, zoom, zoom, zoom. Same yeah, I, I really think this next season's going to be really different, considering that we, they're probably shorthanded because you have a lot of our U.S. fellowship that isn't going to be able to get over. At least and, at the time. At least right now. right now. And who knows? Maybe they won't for most of the digging season. Maybe. Man, I hope not. I hope they can get over there. I can you imagine Rick not getting to go to Oak Island for a year? I can't. Maybe he's there right now. We don't know. That's true. But Maybe he found a way to sneak across the border. Yeah. Well, you have to get across. You have to quarantine. Yeah. You have to, but. It's tough. You know, and, and then you're also risking, you know, if you're out working. Yeah. You just never know. You never know. <clears throat> All right. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Do we have clot worthies? Oh, snap. Yes. We can't we can't do an episode without a clot worthy moment. All right. So yeah, it's been a while, but we did vote on our last clot worthy moment. We did. Would you like to know the winner? Yes. Who won last uh last week? <laughs> episode twenty two. So Who that was won like weeks ago. That was like three months ago. Who won that clot worthy moment? All right, ready? Mm-hmm. A hinge? Possibly from a chest? Could it be evidence of something of value that Samuel Ball hid beneath his property for safekeeping? Hmm. A hinge? From a chest? Samuel Ball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was when they were doing the uh, test pits out at the yep. Ball Foundation. That's fun. That was cool. cool. Yeah, maybe it was a hinge from a chest, or maybe it was a hinge from, like, a shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. It could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Could it? Yeah. All, All right. right. So do we have options for I the finale? Did. Man, they were very few and oh. far between. Did you get at least two? Oh, I did. Okay, good. Ready? Yeah, let's hear them. Avoid? Nearly 200 feet deep in the money pit area? Avoid? Avoid. Or a void. <laughs> avoid? Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, people say that to me. Avoid! Oh, they avoid you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think pe many people avoid you. Oh, 
well, you're very like, lovely, very nice, very. Kind I feel and like gentle. you don't know me at all. Well, we've only been married for thirteen years. Yeah, so I don't know why you still call me lovely and nice. Because maybe I want to say something nice to my wife. Aww. Maybe I want to butter you up. Aww. Maybe I want something. <laughs> maybe I want you to take me out to a nice lunch. We're quarantined. <laughs> All, right, All right, here's the second so, one. Is, there is a competitor. Okay, let's hear it. Gravel from nearby H8. Oh, gravel. Gravel. From nearby H8. Gravel. Avoid. Avoid gravel. <laughs> Unfortunately, the gravel did not avoid us. They, well, they couldn't avoid the gravel. No. Yeah. All right, so those are your choices to vote for the Clotworthy moment yes. of the for the season finale. Yep. And if you want to vote, you can go to facebook.com slash Oak Island Podcast. There will be a post there, probably maybe today or tomorrow, hopefully, um, where you can click on a picture of, I don't know, whatever was, happening, whatever was happening on the screen when they said avoid uh -huh. or whatever was happening on the screen when they're talking about the gravel, gravel, probably gravel. Probably gravel. So you click on one of those, that registers your vote. And then when we have our next podcast, we'll sit, we'll tell you who the winner was. Of and course. we'll actually have a clot-worthy um, special mega mix kind there of we thing, go. uh for that next episode also um you can vote on twitter yes. and that's twitter.com slash oak island pod yes and you can get your votes in that way too mm -hmm. so either way works yes so if you want to get in contact with us either of those two ways uh you also vote there you can also find us on instagram at oak island podcast yes uh where else can they find us where uh, it's been a while well, <laughs> they can uh, leave us an email, right? Yes. And that's what the email address, what is it? Oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And they can also call us. We have an Oak Island voicemail line. We haven't had anybody call lately, but mm -hmm. it's probably because the podcast hasn't really been happening. Yeah. All right. So if you want to call us um, and leave us a voicemail, 360-836-4549, you can do that and leave us a message. Um our next special, uh, you want to talk about what it's going to be? Do I want to make promises? I'm worried. Okay, well, we're going to attempt to do a Harry Potter sorting yes. of the Fellowship of the Dig. Yes. And uh, sort them into Hogwarts houses based on their... Um, Character traits. There you go. Their traits. Yeah, so what, what house they more line up with. Because, you know, if you look at... Um, like Slytherins, they're like cunning, they're smart, but they're also, um, uh, you know, they do what it takes to get mm -hmm. their means, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you look at uh, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff are loyal friends that are hard, usually hard workers. If you look at Ravenclaws, those are the smarty pants, you know, those are the people with the high intellect. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at Gryffindors, Gryffindors are known to be daring, uh, brave, virtuous. Mm -hmm. So we're going to sort each member of the Fellowship of the Dig into those um, Hogwarts houses. Mm -hmm. And we really hope to do that live. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, so that you guys can have some feedback uh, live. And then, of course, we're also going to put out the quiz or the... What, I, I'll do it through Google Forms where you can get in there and say who you think. Mm -hmm. And if, hey, you know what? If you maybe you uh, get, leave us a voicemail um, yeah. about what you think we can do to enhance that Harry Potter uh, crossover, it uh, could be fun. Yeah. So go ahead and call us if you want to. And uh, uh, that's going to be a fun one, I think. So look forward to that. Also look forward to our next um, Oak Island uh, theme song mashup. Yep. And... Um, 
in the chat, we have Agnes here, mm-hmm. one of our good friends that we've met through doing the podcast. Um, so Agnes is saying that she can find us here every Friday night for Oak Island Trivia. That's and true. that is correct. So um, just mention it one more time. Oak Island Trivia on Friday evenings, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 8 o'clock um, Eastern, and 9 o'clock Atlantic, right? Mm-hmm. Um just the last couple things about contacting us to wrap up. Uh, we do have a website uh, that's getting some more work done on it, yep. uh, which is oakislandpodcast.com. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to be working on some rebranding this summer. And Maybe we're some gonna more be... like merch and stuff. Yeah, so That'd we're going to be looking for some input back from you guys. Uh, and we'd love, we'd love your input as we're putting out graphics and things like that and kind of what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, so please, yeah, do that. And now, because it's a thing now, our podcast is on IMDb. Oh, well, there you go. And we have to have some ratings on there in order for us to even show up. So we... Go give us some five-star ratings on the IMDb. Isn't... I thought... Uh, IMDb goes to 10 stars. So give us a 10 star. A rating. 10 star. If Please. It goes ten, don't to, give us five. That'd be bad. <laughs> whatever the top stars is, give it that. We have to have. If you enjoy us. A certain. Yeah, only if you enjoy us. If you don't enjoy us, just don't give us one. Yeah, you, then you didn't hear this. Uh, I'll grab the link. It just got uploaded. It doesn't show up on any of our credits until there's at least been a couple like, reviews, reviews hmm. on it. So I just wanted to mention it yeah and if you want to uh give us a review from apple itunes or something too go for we it we love yeah, that we stuff. love reviews we've got a few reviews lately i, I wish i would have brought them up oh, and been dang. ready for it but i can't read them right i know now. they oh, really God. warm our heart and keep us inspired to keep going yeah. and you guys really do encourage us to yeah do that. and uh one final thing uh patreon yes we've put patreon on hold for right now because yes. we've been behind deidre has been super slammed with her work yes um her real estate job and she hasn't been able to create the cards that we need to fulfill mm-hmm. those uh pledges on patreon yes. so um everybody that does support us on patreon you can just leave it alone and we'll turn it back on when we're ready to do that again mm-hmm. um everybody that has um like the most recent payments been made. Mm-hmm. We haven't fulfilled those cards yet. Those will be fulfilled and sent to you. And then we will turn everything back on mm-hmm. and get the machine rolling again. So um, yes. yeah, if you've already supported us, you'll get those next uh, trading cards. Yes. Just wanted and, to throw that out uh, so yeah, it's been turned off for July. So you don't get charged in July. And then we refunded everybody for June. Yeah. It's just, she's Deidre has literally been super busy mm-hmm. having, um, She's had, uh, what, one day off in two months, and that was the 4th of July. So, I she's slept. Yeah, she's been super slammed, and uh, we appreciate you guys uh, uh, being, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit flexible with yeah, us. Yeah, you've and, been very understanding. Yeah, you're, and we appreciate your generosity of understanding <laughs> or something to that effect. <laughs> so, we'll keep you posted at yeah. where we are with the cards and all that fun stuff as yeah. we get moving if, forward. If you want to see our most recent card, you can go watch our interview with Maddie Blake because literally we uh, debuted it with Maddie on yep. the live stream and he was uh, over the moon about it. Oh, it was yeah. super cool. So, all right. Well, we want to thank everybody that came to our chat today. Um, and, uh, you know, we see all of it. Sorry, we didn't get a chat mm-hmm. with all of you, but um, we'll be here for that on Friday for Oak Island trivia and uh, where you can win prizes and hang out with us. Right. Is there anything Correct. else? Right. No. Hey, thanks for uh, tuning in and thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back. We have, we'll be we, back. we have a lot more Oak Island stuff coming for you. All right. 
Have right. a good one, guys. Well, until then. Oh yeah. Oh my bad. Yeah, come on. How do you how do you wrap up a podcast? I was forget? just like, bye. All right. Uh, until next time. Could it be? Here's where you're gonna spend the rest of your summer. <laughs> Hopefully not the rest of my life.